Today on the show, Radical Ones, we continue our holiday adventures with 1992's The Muppet's Christmas Carol. Welcome to The Muppet Christmas Carol. It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Good morning. Oh. Oh. Did I do that? Good morning, Charlie. Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother and mine, David, for another episode of the podcast. And David, we're doing 1992's The Muppet Christmas Carol, turning 31 this year. Just like me. <laughs> Merry Christmas, darling. We're apart, that's true. But I can dream. And in my dream, I'm watching the Muppets Christmas with you. Anyway. Ah, humbug. He was the greediest man alive. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the night he met someone extraordinary. Hello. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is odious, stingy, and badly dressed. Humbug. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grin. Do you think it's safe for us to be up here? Yeah! It's a game of prize for being the winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge. The bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. Frozen. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. As only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth. Hey, 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 like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. And Christmas spirit. Jacob Molly. Oh, that's scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. This is the movie to see, to share. To cherish with someone you love. Thank you for making me a part of this. Walt Disney Pictures presents, from Jim Henson Productions, The Muppet Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone. Whatever.
so David, this was kind of a last minute pick, but I figured who doesn't love the Muppets? And instead of doing a Christmas Carol, because honestly, I don't think I ever want to see it performed by anyone but the Muppets anymore. <laughs> this is a celebration of this movie. It's available on Disney Plus and Hulu. So you get your choice. For now, wait till December 1st when they start pulling everything and you have to pay for it all. Didn't they do I think they took Home Alone off Disney now. Mm-hmm. So you have to, it's so crazy how they, again, physical media, it truly is your only <laughs> guarantee. This is the fourth theatrical film featuring the Muppets, David. It's the first post Jim Henson's passing and it is adapted, of course, from the 1843 novella, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickinson. And the film stars Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge. David, now, I had said this is the one we're doing and <laughs> you said this is good. I'll attempt to watch it with the children. Now, this is a theme every December. We usually roll out these Christmas movies and I think every year you attempt. I know Frosty wasn't as big of a hit because it started with, you know, Nazi Germany footage from 1943 or something. So, <laughs> did you get to watch it with the kids this time? So we did. I didn't really lose them for most of it. Matthew, my youngest, was a little bit on the edge here and there. He kind of had to, but Mariana, my daughter, she watched it and my my nine-year-old watched it. So yeah, for the most part, it kept their interest. I think it was new enough. The quality of the film was really good. For 1992, it it really, I mean, not that that was that long ago, but it was. It was. It's over 30 it's so years. so funny, depending on what media it's recorded on, because I've seen stuff that's newer than that that looks like utter garbage the 2000s right i feel like things in the 2000s like how is that how how is that possible you know so were they because i had forgotten the song like it was a musical which is stupid because i should have known when the muppets are involved you get a musical it's a season when the saints can employ us to spread the news about peace and to keep love alive were they like held with those songs? Because I liked a lot of them, but some of them were not as catchy, I feel like, as, you know, together again. Da, 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 you mean, you know. we're Molly and Marley. Ooh. That was actually my favorite. <laughs> of them all honestly <laughs> i think for the most part they were down joe my nine-year-old he is at his point where he's trying to be cool now and so certain yeah. things aren't he's trying to be like his older brother and we're trying to reel him back in I, i'm not letting him watch attack on titans and demon slayer and all these other five night at freddy's and all that other kind of stuff so so if there was a four star whatever five star rating of one star they didn't watch it or they only watched it a little bit and five they endured it it was a solid four four and a quarter wow i'm so happy to hear that and david brought up the rating system in the past and honestly so many podcasts do have a rating system you had mentioned one time glow sticks maybe we should do that how many glow sticks (laughs) you know it's neon not that we're going to raves everybody but (laughs) glow sticks how many how many glow sticks you're holding up (laughs) is that retro enough should we put up how many cassette tapes put your tapes on the table (laughs) 
tell radical ones let us know you know we love your feedback so getting back to dickens really quickly okay this was published the 19th of december 1843 that is 179 years ago david and the first edition sold out by christmas eve of that year how many was in the first edition though here we go priced at five shillings which is equivalent of 26 pounds which sounds like astronomical to me right the first run of 6,000 copies sold out by that christmas eve i don't think they had dalatra <laughs> where jamie lynn spears book ended up i heard recently someone posted a picture i love it but we're not talking about that yeah we're not talking about that when the spirit of generosity in <laughs> christmas we ain't talking about her so I thought that was amazing, David. And of course, the book continued to sell well. And by the end of 1844, 11 more editions had been released. So this is a classic story. A Christmas Eve in 19th century London, Charles Dickens and his friend here, Rizzo, who was played by Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat, address the audience as narrators. And then, of course, we go through the classic formula, David. Right off the bat, Miss Piggy, and I got the exact exact time when she appears ms piggy appears well into the film radical ones it's funny actually because there's something to it she makes her first appearance 53 minutes into the film she said in interviews that the only reason she accepted this small role was because of her on-screen husband was portrayed by kermit i love that they're always in character too <laughs> i love it i love it i love it she's like linda evangelista <laughs> i don't get it a bed for more than ten thousand dollars a day not ms piggy not uh, Miss Piggy. Of course, Kermit is our prota protagonist. No, is that the word? Prota protagonist. Kermit's our lead. He is, of course, <laughs> Cratchit, Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. Yes, Mr. Scrooge. Bob Cratchit. To Scrooge, which, David, when taking the role, Michael Caine told producers, I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the real Shakespearean company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it's an utter dramatic role and there are no Muppets around me. And then Jim Henson's son, Brian, said, yes, bang on. I love that. Honestly, though, I have very few notes about this movie because most people who, who know Chris, no, most people who know Christmas or into the holiday season in that way know the story. It's been Told transformed everywhere. and changed so many, you know, it's been Ebenezer Scrooge. It was Ebony Scrooge with Miss Vanessa Williams. It has been, <laughs> it has been cartoon. It has been Muppets. Plays. It has plays. It has been probably radio shows. Yeah. It's been theatrical events. It's been off-Broadway. It's been everywhere. So we know the story. It's a redemption story. It's about this character, Ebenezer Scrooge, who is basically heartless, who was visited by... And cheap as hell. Cheap. Cheap. And I hate a cheap man. I hate anybody that's cheap. He wouldn't even, David. I hate cheap people that have the money to... But they say that people that hold, have money is the reason why... That's right. They, they take care of themselves. Nobody else. Anyway, I digress. Humbug. We know the story. I don't recall having seen this, remember it in the past. Like, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember it. And I have to say, this definitely had a Muppet unique twist on it, which I really, really liked. I like the fact that they break the fourth wall all the time. Yes. Especially, I'm sure children enjoyed that as well. I, I love the fact that there are some beloved characters from the whole Muppets There's universe. Fraggles in there, too. I saw Fraggles. Including and... Sprocket, the dog from Fraggle Sprocket. Rock. It, yes. Well, I always had a thing. I thought 
thought he was the cutest Muppet ever made. Like honestly, every Muppet I fu- well, actually, besides the babies that they have usually and the Christmas Past ghost, that was un <laughs> that was unmuppet for me. Those were some ugly ass faces. Whoa, that's scary stuff. Hey, should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. This, and this is said amongst people for the last 30 years. It's considered one of the best and easiest to approach versions of this classic story. Very accessible, which doesn't mean, David, it's dumbed down by by any the dialogue and in, in anything is not yes, dumbed down. Yes, yes, that is another thing I want to say. I know you have a lot to say about this, but the fact is, is that th- this brought me back to why I love the Muppets and I love 80s and cartoons and things. They're smart. The verbiage that was used Oh my god. You would never hear now in a children's cartoon. So all these people, these naysayers that bag on, you know, of the past, this people is something you should be watching. This is not the dumbing down of our youth that you see in all these other these all these other cartoons and stuff. And I oh my god, I'm coming like an old man on a on a pulpit sort of a thing. Oh white man! (laughs) The bottom line is this was written smart and they did not hold back on using very adult words. Some of the words that I wasn't the first Gonzo was like i couldn't believe it he was like they were dead and rotting in their tomb the building was a dismal heap of brick on a dark street now once again i must ask you to remember that the marleys were dead and decaying in their graves yuck that one thing you must remember or nothing that follows will seem wondrous um why are you whispering it's for dramatic emphasis oh gee I don't even mean that. I mean like you words like visceral, saying things like that. I mean like some of the verbiage that was used, a child probably wouldn't know, but it would pique their interest. Much like we've talked about on Thundercats. Rec- like things like on Thundercats, <laughs> some of the words. This is smart writing. This is to actually enhance children to bring them up to a higher level. So I so commend true. them for that. And I commend any cartoon that is written or any kind of children's entertainment that is written in a smart way. So following up Michael Caine's whole approach to the Scrooge character. And it's honestly, it works too, because he's really one of the only humans besides, uh, you know, his family members and like, you know, when they go to the past and they're always looking up on him, very serious to the role, which I think definitely helps build this reality when these crazy things are happening. When we did Muppets Take Manhattan, we talked about this, how in the Muppets universe, people coexist, humans coexist with all these Muppets and puppets and everything. And it's it's like they don't like once in a while it's brought up but it's brought up in like uh oh it's a little strange but this is like the norm at the same time like exactly. you know what i'm saying exactly in, in a weird way it works i enjoyed it i enjoyed the songs at any time tiny tim when when they say i i oh, see an empty terrible. i see an empty chair. space or yeah or chair crutch by the fire oh my god i i start tearing up i don't care what version it is it's terrible in my research it says that this is one of the few adaptations that show how sick Tiny Tim is, coughing several times during the crack it, Cratchit Christmas, Cratchit Christmas dinner, implying he has whooping cough, pneumonia, which was common in Victorian times where the movie is set. That's true. Usually you just hear Tiny Tim and you just, you get a crutch and you're like, well, why is this kid, is he just because, you know, he's weak? This is, yes, he's actually has some kind of illness. How is the churchyard? Well, it'll be lovely, Emily. It would have done you good to see how green the place is. I, I picked a spot for Tim where he can see. It's, it's a spot on the hill. And you can see the ducks on the river. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim always loved watching the ducks on the river. 
Oh, Spirit, must there be a Christmas that brings this awful scene? How can we endure it? It's all right, children. Life is made up of meetings and partings. That is the way of it. I am sure we shall never forget Tiny Tim or this first parting that there was among us. Is this one of the staples of the Muppets in that time, 80s and 90s, where this movie is actually scary at parts? If I don't know how the kids did, but there are scary parts. I mean, and they have Gonzo and Rizzo there to kind of like smooth it over. But then at that part, he's like, oh, we'll see you at the end. This is getting this is getting heavy for us. We don't even want to see this. Oh, this is too scary. I don't think I want to see any more. Oh, when you're right, you're right. You're on your own, folks. We'll meet you at the finale. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, in all honesty, you didn't see any kind of grotesque face. You didn't see, like, in the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray. Yeah. When the evil demonic thing, the when he gets put into, like, the cremation, and, and he's inside the coffin as he's being burned, his body, quote, well, Yeah, that is horrifying. So, yeah, it's not that. We can avoid, like, a, a very tall Muppet with a cape, very black holeish. they said. Well, that's because they didn't want to give an evil face to something or scary face in puss in boots the newest puss in boots movie where there's like a Antonio death, is, death is coming for puss in boots oh that's what the story is about he whistles it's like a coyote like a like a wolf and he whistles and he has these sickles and it's very scary compared to this i'm assuming he lives yeah <laughs> spoiler spoiler, spoiler alert have you seen the picture david of gonzo on uh, next to the new willy wonka movie where the new willy wonka is dressed exactly as gonzo in this movie down to the no. scarf, the hat, the everything. No, but I can see it. I am so glad we have so many Muppet cameos, like you said. I love that throwing fish Muppet, David. I've always loved him. The one with the boomerang fish for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you Beaker when he came? I freaking love Beaker. I don't know why. I think it's this it's like the stupidest thing because he just is always but I love him so much. He says so much with his little mouth. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear. This is the door. You may use it. Oh, all right, Beaker, come along. I think we've taken enough of Mr. Scrooge's time. Oh dear, dear, dear. Was the chef missing though? The <laughs> Swedish <laughs> chef was there in Fozzie's rubber, rubber fuzzy wigs, rubber chicken, rubber chicken, which again is said so seriously. Oh, it's Fozzie Wigs Rubber Chicken Factory. This is Fozzie Wigs old rubber chicken factory. Once again, it was Christmas Eve. Night was falling, and the lamplighters were plying their trade. Did you notice Kermit is always working with rats in these movies? Is that, like, a staple of Kermit's character? I mean, I know that the rats have always been, like, the stage hands and things, but I see, like, every movie, they pair him with the rats. Mm. Think back to a Muppets. Well, maybe I'm thinking of, you know, the one we did, Take Manhattan, where he's working in the restaurant with the rats. Again, how is that like a thing i don't know but it, it is a, it is an interesting point i just think that that people actually i think rizzo the rat is a, is yeah. a beloved character was he on the show too i don't remember if he was on the show i always remember him growing up on the movie because i was just i watched it since you know birth i feel like but i wonder if he was one of the tv characters anyway everyone knows the plot like david said scrooge gets home he's so cheap that he won't even light what would what did gonzo say he won't even t- like light the candle he likes, on the- he, he likes the dark 
because it's cheap and or something, and he liked cheap. So he basically stumbles through his house like a blind person would or somebody. Then he made his way up the staircase, caring not a button for the darkness. Darkness was cheap, and Scrooge liked it. And he had to because the door knocker turned into one of the Marleys. Michael, brother Michael. So he... David, this reminded me of our brother Michael, the Muppet. The oh, 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 so much in this movie for some reason. I don't know why. Constantly I'll leave negative. it at that. I'll leave <laughs> it at that. <laughs> he really did. I went, oh my God, that's... My, for the first time in my life, I said, that's brother Michael. Oh, 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 oh. Their voices didn't sound right, by the way. Oh, 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 oh look. Mm. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh. Looking older and more wicked than ever. I knew he wouldn't disappoint us. <laughs> Who are you? In life, we were your partners, Jacob and Robert Marley. It looks like you, but I don't believe it. Why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing can affect them. A slight disorder of the stomach can make them cheat. You may be a bit of undigested beef, a blob of mustard, <laughs> a crumb of cheese. Yes. There's more of gravy than of grave about you. Oh. Oh! <laughs> more of gravy than of grave? What a terrible pun. Where do you get those jokes? Leave comedy to the bears, Ebenezer. Oh! <laughs> I like to seeing them as younger folks in the in the uh, earlier days. They had mustaches and everything. And they were kind of less cynical. They made them brothers in this because in the original one, it's just Marley's go one Marley. This is the Marley's. And that song, David, I did love love that it was probably the highlight of the movie cue that music we're marley and marley when the bell tolls one we're marley and marley we're marley and marley Which, again, that is always a scary part of A Christmas Carol, you know, when he appears. Because in The Christmas Carol, I believe, David, right, his mouth is tied with a handkerchief. I remember reading that in school because the dead's mouth used to not close or whatever, hang open. So it's always a creepy. They didn't have industrial glue to glue people's mouths closed in those days. Oh, well, they do that. Is that what it is now? I'm pretty sure. Marley and Marley. They used to sew the, they used to sew the mouth shut. Sew and the then mouths. now I think they actually use a glue. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm not a coroner. So. Can we ask a mortician like that woman on YouTube? Ask a mortician. We get the whole setup of the three goats coming. He calls the ghosts a piece of beef, which I always remember in like the book as well from having to read it. You know, you're just an undigested piece of beef. That's what you are or something like that. <laughs> okay. If that's all it takes for ghosts cue the three ghosts starting at one o'clock say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How would you sleep? Or he just didn't want to believe it. I think that he was in denial. And it's not just a river in Egypt. I know. You're telling me. I don't know because I guess because we are more in tune with, how do I put this without sounding hokey? We're more in tune with the spiritual realm than maybe somebody else might be. So we're we're more in tune with the fact is that there are possibilities out there. I know I've personally experienced stuff of, of a spiritual nature that, that cannot be disproved by science or at least. So I know that I believe that there is entities and good and bad and whatever you want to call it, you know, God bless you. You don't, you don't believe it that's fine but in my mind i would be susceptible to it because i would believe it i believe my own eyes you know what i'm trying to say like his door knocker changed to the mouth i would definitely be scared i don't even know if i would want to get in the house based on that fact but well he did light the lights that night right gonzo said but i would definitely i would be very scared i don't think i would go about my normal business but then again in prefacing it the fact that he has nobody nobody cares for him he's a piece of human piece of garbage basically the nephew shows up earlier invites him to christmas which is a staple of course of the christmas carol and he goes oh bah humbug mm-hmm. you know so the bell tolls it's literally a bell on the wall like a little ding 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 bell and the first ghost comes and you're talking about horrifying i'm sorry that's worse than the death this baby looking muppet girl which the effect david was made by over lighting a white plastic bag you would think no it's actually made by creating a special puppet that was operated in a tank of water and then green screened into the movie to make it look like it was floating okay but i don't think it needed to be that little girl i was okay with it i the only thing i can say I felt in the scheme of the Muppets, it was out of place. Are you the spirit whose coming was foretold to me? I am. But you're just a child. I can remember nearly 1900 years. I am the ghost of Christmas past. What business has brought you here? Your welfare. <laughs> a night's unbroken rest might aid my welfare. Your salvation then. Take heed. Come. Everything is out of place. Even even the the second one was a true Muppet. It looked like one of those. Oh, it, looked like the, it looked like the thing from Fraggle Rock. Fraggle kinda. Rock, yes. Or the thing from Arika's Castle. My yeah. castle music box. And and the last one was very played down, but still was looked more materialistic, more like a puppet. Yeah, the than fingers too. The were yes. puppety. Originally, the three ghosts that visit Scrooge were played by Miss Piggy, Scooter, and Gonzo as the ghost of Christmas yet to come with only his nose sticking out of the dark hood which would have been funny gonzo performs as charles dickinson's the story's author of course and miss picky performs as emily cratchit in the film but scooter is absent david because the character had been retired in the light of the death of his performer richard hunt he's come back since they all have honestly that is more on tune a scooter or somebody else but just to play devil's advocate with it i don't think it would have had the same effect 
effect on the audience. Yes. It would have not been taken as seriously with Michael Caine working with that. Yes. That makes sense? Yes, truly. That's true. It's It was more of a, it was Muppety enough, but also serious. So, David, the jolly ghost of Christmas present. I loved him with his, know me better, man. What did he say? Come, come, come join me. Know, know me better, man. Know me better, man. Come in and know me better, man. (laughs) Come in and know me better, man. Uh, Did I already say that? You did. I am the ghost of Christmas present. Scrooge says he changed him and he changed me too to be that happy and I think it was seeing him age meaning they really took Christmas present as one day because he mentioned like there's been a hundred whatever Christmases before him and then you see him start to age age before your eyes I thought that was a wonderful portrayal of it yeah I I mean I I thoroughly enjoyed it I've always loved the jovial character of Christmas present but this was even bright I feel like even elevated with the Muppets lovable fact and a song that went with it which again honestly there was only a few songs like the marley and marley and then there was that christmas i liked it i i thought maybe a couple of songs could have been cut but there was a reprise of the songs too so and one was cut david get this originally here we go in november of 2022 disney announced that they had restored some scenes and the missing song to the film and the version was going to start streaming on disney plus it's actually there as of 2022 for the 30th anniversary as a bonus. You could watch this movie with a restored scene. So that song that's evidently performed by Martika McBride at the end, When Love Is Gone, there was a flashback of Scrooge singing that to the woman that they cut because they said children were bored to tears with this. So they cut it. It's on some VHS copies, but the, the negative was lost. And now it says that the rumor of the missing negative of When Love Has Gone has still not been found as of 2022. But Variety says they actually discovered in the film vault a print of the scene which is described as as good as the negative. So they used things to restore the footage and now you could find this song that was taken out. I love things like that. I absolutely adore when things are found whether you would like them or not. I think I I just love it. I love finding missing things. and Lost media. I mean think about we watched that movie Hysterical and there was a whole part that we think never existed. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much lost media. There's so much lost media and things like that. The film by the way did modestly at the box office because at the competitor the same year Home Alone lost in New York. Two big Christmas movies. So forget it. When you get Home Alone, the sequel to Home Alone, that's it. Or as I like to call it, Child Neglect Part 2. In the city. (laughs) city. (laughs) Gotta bring up Miss Piggy really quickly. So she does steal the show. Honestly not only the kids that she has the twins eating the chestnuts David. That's me. Peter, do not stop turning that spit. That is the whole secret of a properly roasted goose. It smells so good, Mother. It does, doesn't it? Mother, Mother, Mother! I thought you said we couldn't eat the chestnuts until Father and Tiny Tim get home. Oh, I, 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 I wasn't uh, eating them. I was, uh, I was merely checking them to see if they were not burnt. It's a chef's thing, dear. And do not shout, Bettina. I'm Belinda. I'm Bettina. Uh, of course you are, uh, Bettina. Belinda! Whatever. 
That's what I do. I do that. You know what? I got to the point now where I, I eat stuff I'm not supposed to, and I'm like, I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want. That's what I tell my kids, and you can't. Why are you eating a piece of chocolate cake or something before dinner? I'm like, because I'm an adult, and I can, and I will eat my dinner, unlike you who won't. That's what you tell them. See? You see, Miss Piggy does that, too. Oh, my God. They loved Miss Piggy. That's true. The kids did love Miss Piggy, and they loved her when she confronted Mr. Scrooge. Oh, I thought it was adorable, though, that the girls were two pigs, like twins. Of, they're literally Miss Piggy. With and pigs. she didn't know their names. No, that was she, couldn't tell them, she couldn't tell them apart. Belinda. Or Belinda. And she's like, oh, whatever. You know, <laughs> but she has two frog boys. And when she was eating the chestnuts and they said, mom, what are you? Oh, I'm testing that. Or whatever she said, I laughed and the, <laughs> la laughed it. I laughed it. And the whole prayer for Scrooge when she was just like, hmm, mm, I bet you he's eating good today. Or I don't know what she said. I love it. I have to tell you, I have to tell you, their spread was more than most. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas Carol. Yes, they would have most movies. Bread. Most of the movies I've seen, they, they have literally have nothing. nothing. A piece of bread they're breaking off or something. Yeah, it was. So I was actually shocked. It, I, yeah, because they had chestnuts. They had. It looked like being, a being that I've been you know dieting and everything. That their their meal would have been okay for me. Was enough. Well, Miss it, when Miss Piggy wasn't eaten before before the dinner was even done, which I love. Yes, and then. <laughs> When he comes after his big, you know, I will change, I will, and listen, he, listen, he did. He started right off the bat, he, he changed. But when she for confronted him after he said, and you know what, Cratchit, you're, you gotta raise. Oh yeah, well let me tell you something. I'm gonna raise you off this pavement. <laughs> she says something like that, she says. <laughs> I love Miss Biggie. That's me. <laughs> and I have had my fill of you, Emily, Mr. Scrooge. Emily, Mr. And Scro therefore, Bob Cratchit. And therefore, you can leave this house at once. And therefore, I'm about to raise your salary. Oh, and I am about to raise you right off the pavement and onto the... She's she's one of my her and Grace Jones are my two of my spirit animals. Well, David, in our Muppets take Manhattan, when you redid her bending the steel in the hotel room, beating the <laughs> the leash and blinds. Yeah. <laughs> I loved this. If you want a version of the Christmas Carol that's honestly fun for adults and kids, I, I guess now we got the seal of approval for at least three. There's a few things that I took away from this movie. One, anything to do with Tiny Tim, any version of it, I start to tear up Damn. and cry because I, I just, I can't. I just can't. It's, call me sappy, whatever you want, but I can't. So, I, of course, I tear up and get upset, even if it's, it's freaking the Muppets. Two, the only thing that I can say is I get the whole point when, when he redeems himself and he goes around giving presents but truly Christmas is not about giving gifts I feel like in this it was rushed in the sense of I know they have a time thing obviously but like in some of the other versions I've seen Scrooge goes into his nephew's place and says and he like talks to them a little bit even inserts himself into the game like they have they're playing a game and yes, he answers yes. and he magically knows the answer to the question and different things and then he interacts a little bit more so that I kind of did miss because I don't I don't want my children to think that just because you give people gifts that makes you a nice person maybe that sounds so Ooh, ridiculous true though that's true well bad people could give you gifts too that's true so there was that I did think that the scene with him breaking up with the woman that he loved should have been a little bit more I would have liked the dialogue I wish she would have said something that's where like, the song was cut he sings the song to her yeah but I wish like more it would have been like you care more about money than you do about me not yeah. just you don't love me anymore bye <laughs> 
Ah. Well, evidently, they said this was a big part of his character that was cut because that scene is longer, too. So maybe that actually, that speaks to people saying that scene should be in there. So that's maybe you're feeling what, what actually if is. If they were there. cutting the song, that's fine. If they were cutting the song, that's fine. They should have but had I guess the lead, lead up to it, and he sings the song to her, and I, I guess she still leaves or something. They said it's actually, it would build on his character, too. So it's it should be reinstated or re- reinserted or whatever. Overall, obviously had a good morals to it. It had a good, you know, feeling behind it. I enjoyed it. And the Muppets, are, they're hokey, but at the same time they're kind of cool because they'll do things like they'll say jokes and they'll know it's stupid you know like they're they're in on the joke even and for the adults or the the child in the adult it's wonderful yeah like when he would he didn't want to give them coal and he's like what about the unemployment line they're all dressed in like tropical saying oh it's so warm it's funny kid wouldn't get that though probably oh maybe they would so david the phrase merry christmas has been around for many years the earliest known writing was used in a letter from 1534. But Dickens used the phrase in A Christmas Carol and then repopulized it among Victorian people. And then Bah Humbug entered popular use in the English language as a retort to anything sentimental over the festive times. This was popularized too. Not to be confused with, damn it, I got bed bugs. No humbug. Oh you my know. god, it does look like humbug. Which is making an appearance in a lot of the country these days, oh apparently. Oh god, are they again? It's on the rise, bed bugs. God. So if I say Bob, Bob bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Crotchet. That the modern observation of Christmas in English-speaking countries is largely a result of the Victorian revival of the holiday, and then the resurgence of traditional rituals and religious observations associated with Christmas tide and the Christmas Carol Dickens captured while he reflected and reinforced his vision of Christmas. Basically, they're saying that family gatherings, seasonal food and drink, dancing games, and festive generosity of the spirit is celebrated based on things like this these books and things pass down these stories so we owe a lot to because of you yeah bob Ma- bob marley oh my god jacob marley oh, bob marley is yeah <laughs> jacob jingleheiner smith a game fred yeah we must have a game at christmas do people play games at Christmas? Oh, I love games. <laughs> Let's play yes and no. Oh, wonderful game. Oh, oh yeah. no. that's a great game. Yes, I'll be it. Yes, let Fred be it. He always thinks of good things. So, David, since we have some extra time before we say goodbye this week, I thought it would be fun to do something similar to what they did in the movie. Not yes or no questions, as they called it. But let's play a game of yes or no. That's what I think they said yes or no. There, there was more than yes or no to that, David. I'm there down, was more than yes or no to that question. But anyway, these are some Christmas-related questions. It looks like they're from all over the place. Some of these I expect you not to know. I looked for the easier ones because some of them were like... No one would know this. So, David, three of Santa's Santa's reindeer's names begin with D, like yourself. What are those names? Dasher, Dancer, Donner. Ooh! Ding, 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 ding. Perfect. What was the first company that used Santa Claus in advertising, in their marketing? First company? Yes, it's a big company. Uh, Macy's? Oh, that was, that's actually would have been good. It's okay. Here you go. Woolworth. No, you think of it. It's like a company selling a product, and it's still till today. They 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 do commercials. It's not Hess Truck, unfortunately. 
<laughs> is it a food product? Yeah. Can't, it's not Campbell's soup. No, I would have loved that. It's Coca-Cola. Oh, God, yeah, that's true. The polar bear and Santa the polar Claus. polar bear and Santa Claus, they popularized. Listen, it goes up your head. It's been in popular culture since forever, the 50s. So, David, what do you think is the best-selling Christmas song ever? It's an older song. So it's not, obviously, it's not Mariah Carey's. No, 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 no. Um, And Bing Crosby sings it. It's it's an older song. It's not White Christmas. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. It's White Christmas. <laughs> what was dancing in the heads of children in the poem "Twas a Night Before Christmas"? The visions of blank sugar plum fairies. Sugar plums. There you go, sugar plums. What gift did the little drummer boy give the newborn Christ? I have no gift for you, but I will play my drum for you. That is correct. He said, I have no gift to fit a fitting of a king, but I'll play my drum king. Yes. Or if you're Grace Jones, you're mailed to the White House and end up performing drummer boy, little drummer boy. Which popular Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? A popular? Every Christmas this comes out. It's not eggnog? Yes, it is. Also known as milk punch. I don't know why. Okay, this is actually one of the things earlier, if you remember. Where does a miracle in 34th Street take place in which popular store? Macy's. Macy's, yes. New York, Macy's. Not to be confused with something going on on 42nd Street. (laughs) Something going on? Okay, I think you'll probably know this. In How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words, and they all start with an S. Do you know the three words he's described as? Stink, stank, stunk? Yeah. Damn, you're good, David. I was going to say skank. I just wanted to hear skank. (laughs) You can throw it a skank, too. (laughs) (laughs) Skank. Four dreams. There was four dreams, Grinch. And that is what he was called. You know, there really aren't three dreams. There are four. Okay, this is a long shot, David, but in a home alone, do you remember when the McAllisters were going on vacation in the first movie when they leave Kevin at home? Um they were going to Europe, but they were going to Yeah, they're they're Paris. So they were Paris, going, yeah, they Paris, were going yeah. to Paris. France. Perfect. So going to France. Okay. The last question is in the Christmas song, who did the narrator see kissing Santa Claus under the mistletoe? <laughs> mm. Well, well. He saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> they didn't see him creep down the stairs to have a peek. Mm. He thought that I was tucked up in my bedroom fast asleep. What then are your feelings I... on that song? Are you okay with the song? Or do you... Do you... Jackson, I like the Jackson's version where he says he's going to tell his father. And I'm just thinking Joe Jackson's going to beat the poor mother. As he Dad, probably did a million year. times. Every year. I'm tell I'm... my dad. Michael, don't. <laughs> don't do it, Michael. Don't. LaToya, don't do it. You know how he is. Joe Jackson, mixture of Little Richard and the, and the devil. <laughs> Allegedly. Satan. <laughs> allegedly. 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 Yeah, so what do I think of this song? I don't think it should be cancelled. I just think that it's I, the I father, mean, isn't it? Or he's not drugging anybody. Yeah, Santa is the, the father. Or the boyfriend or whoever, the significant other. You could have daddy kissing Santa Claus too. That's the modern version here. <laughs> He'd probably be doing more, but that's <laughs> <laughs> my God. Well, 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 I, I suppose that on the blessed day of Christmas. 
one must drink to the health of uh, Mr. Scrooge, mm-hmm. even though he is odious, mm-hmm. stingy, mm-hmm. wicked, mm-hmm. and unfeeling, mm-hmm. and badly dressed. <gasps> to and- the founder of the feast, Mr. Mm-hmm. Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Mr. Scrooge, you'll be very merry and happy this day, I have no doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. Mm. Cheers. God bless us, everyone. Well, Radical Ones, we are still ramping up the holiday season. a matter of fact, you get a special treat before the end of the year. Next week, all three of your co-hosts are coming together for the 30th anniversary of A Nightmare Before Christmas. Honestly, I told Rob when we did while you were sleeping last week that I feel like I always watch this movie around Halloween time. So I want to watch it around Christmas time and, you know, see it as that. I mean, I've watched it around Christmas, but I think it's honestly maybe the perfect balance of both. Like Hannah Montana. (laughs) (laughs) That's more like a wrecking ball. Okay. (laughs) Let's say it one more time. Power of three will set us free. The power of three will set us free. The power of three will set us free. free, The power of three. Sign up for the podcast. The power of three. Tell your friends about the podcast. That's all we want for Christmas, Radical One. This is going to be a fun celebration for the three of us. And then, of course, we're closing the year with the season finale of Thundercats. All that and... God and knows. more. And more. Radical Ones, this would be an amazing time if you have it in your heart to leave us a review on your favorite podcast apparatus because we are honestly, we're stuck at 13 reviews for over a year now and we would love something. If you want to give a gift to your favorite podcast, the gift of a review is something that will last, honestly, for the lifetime of the podcast. So thank you and think of that. If you have a free moment, it truly helps and share it with us we will post you on our instagram we will give you a shout out when we come back and record new episodes and we will dance for your pleasure (laughs) for your pleasure be the first one to break our streak and we'll we'll be really excited maybe god knows what we'll do (laughs) you never know there might might be a little something in it for you you never know (laughs) don't tell you we never gave you anything we'll start with a little hot toddy oh Merry Christmas. And if you are Christmas shopping, if you are wrapping Christmas presents, we have a back catalog of Christmas favorites, including Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Preacher's Wife with Rob, He-Man and She-Ra Christmas Special, and of course, our first season, Pee-Wee Herman's Christmas Special, where you will find Katie Lang possibly yodeling, yodeling but possibly on the substance, allegedly. While In full denim. In <laughs> full denim all that and more that's what you're getting more thank you again radical ones thank you for being here each week we appreciate each and one of you especially around the holiday season i hope this year that your christmas is obviously joyous filled with happy memories health and of course i hope that our gift to you is a good laugh and some entertainment and maybe just a little bit of a reprieve or retreat retreat from your every day amen we will see you next week radical ones if you're not good to your fellow man you might get a sort of demented looking muppet thing come and show up at your house <laughs> around one o'clock and that's not even the worst of it no that's not even the worst of it oh miss piggy did also tell him and he dresses horribly 
Oh, that's what I... That's the quote I wanted to remember. And he dresses horribly. <laughs> and the, tw- the twins were like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Radical Ones. See you next Merry week. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Tis the season to be jolly and joyous. Fa-la-la. With a burst of pleasure, we feel it right. It's a season when the saints can employ us. Fa-la-la. To spread the news about peace and to keep love alive. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.